Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Sip and Awe, where God puts the awe in awesome. And this is part two with my friend, Jeffrey Pauls. But first, thank you for liking and subscribing. If you haven't already, you can uh, share this podcast with your friends and family. And But Jeffrey, it is time for yeah. Sip and Awe. Are you ready, Jeff? I'm ready. Are you ready, Randy? Are you guys ready? I'm ready, Jeffrey. Are you ready, Mr. Krabs? What does he say? Does he answer? I don't know. Anyway, there I am. <laughs> okay, let's. Okay, let's lift up our mugs. Here we go. Three, two, one. Thank you, Lord, for this day that He has made for you and me. One, two, three. Yum. I forgot to mention I got a new mic, so that's why my voice sounds a little bit more crisp. Okay, I'm super. Super excited, super pumped. But to continue our discussion from last week, we were talking about if Dungeons and Dragons is demonic. Um, Jeff kind of opened up with what it is and kind of like, I, I kind of want to continue that conversation. Yeah. Um, so just a simple yes or no question will kind of branch off. Is Dungeons and Dragons demonic? Hmm. No. Why? Okay, so it's not demonic because the creator of it was actually a Catholic man, right? Oh. <laughs> it's so funny. The history of it is he would go downstairs and play with his friends in the basement, or he would like go off to their house. Mm-hmm. His wife thought he was having an affair. He was just making a game that he was having fun with his friends. Wow. I know, it was so funny. But uh, so it's not demonic because the content in the game is controlled by the players, you mm-hmm. know, just normal people, yeah. and the person who's the game master who's controlling the narrative <laughs> and the story of it. Yeah. And so if it ever veers off into, like, you know, they're being the bad guys, mm-hmm. that's a heart issue. That's not the game. Right. The game is a medium. Like, Gary Gygax, the creator of Dungeons & Dragons, Actually, when the bad things started happening in the 80s and these things with the kids, he completely took the whole demonology about his game and he threw it out the window. The very next edition had no demons in it, nice. had no dark stuff. But, you know, the spells still like, bothered people. For sure. Yeah, like the witch. Yeah, yeah. Spells yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, totally. Lord of the Rings and Narnia has spells, so I never sure. understand. Like, Yeah. And Narnia is written by a Christian dude, so. I mean, so is Lord of the Rings. Is, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, is it the same dude? No, 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 no. Oh. C.S. Lewis wrote Narnia, but he was best friends with Tolkien, who wrote Lord of the Rings. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty sweet. So I like what you said. So Dungeons and Dragons in itself is not demonic, right? But it could be in it the sense be. of the heart and what is happening within the story. Yeah, yeah. Because um, now I know there's like monsters and stuff within the game. Um, do you know if like now there are demons or anything? They don't really do. No, 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 it's in the game, okay. like as a history kind of deal, and okay. like this is what they would do, and like how they would react, and you know, mainly the game is there's an entire story that's written out for you to play if you want to play it, where you're slaying demons. Like you yeah. go into hell, and yeah. your whole entire deal is your yeah. Well, let's just talk about this. We're dealing with spiritual warfare daily, so yeah. we're slaying demons here. Okay, so why not? How come we can't slay demons in a different world yeah. where our characters actually go to hell and we slice them, head, them heads off? You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I was just curious because when it comes to things like that, it's like I don't really know, um, mainly because you know more about Dungeons yeah. & Dragons. Um, so leave in the comments, is Dungeons & Dragons demonic? If it is, why? Okay, we are open to conversation. Okay. 
that is the heart of this podcast. Um, but before we did uh, part one, you actually mentioned that you want a podcast or you actually like podcast. Is that what you mentioned? Like you want? Okay. Yeah. Can, tell us a little bit more about that, Jeff. Okay. So if I could start a podcast, which I'd really like to. What yeah. would you call it? Ooh, I don't know. But it probably so, have something with like bridge in the bridge. name. Okay. Yeah. So you want, you did, you don't know the, the, the name of your company. and You don't really know the name to your podcast. Okay. Sometimes I'm creative, sometimes I'm not. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Okay. So what would, what would your podcast be about? Okay, so my podcast, if I could do one, would be either me talking or two different people with separate opinions and they're pres- not presenting their sides, but I'm kind of like being a mediator between it. Like yeah. I would, but I want to do it about very, very different things. So like political and religious. So like if there's a conservative in the room, and a, a liberal and just like, but very swinging hardcore to their sides or like a Muslim and an atheist or a Muslim and a Christian or, you know, something like that, a, a Buddhist even, but not my side's right. Your side's wrong. This is why, but more so this is what we think about this topic. Let's present it to you so you can present your own or not present your own, but so you can form your own opinion about it. It'd be like, so if I had, a Muslim and a Christian on, I'd be like, so what does your religion involve about prayer? What does it say about prayer? How do you prayfully worship your God? Yeah. You know, and just presented it like, what is the truth of your own? That's cool. Yeah. Beliefs. Yeah. So how do you kind of incorporate that in your own life where if you encounter an atheist, you are a Christian man. Okay. Mm. Jeff is a Bible reading prayer warrior. Okay. Absolutely. So he loves the Lord. How do you as a Christian maybe would in, um, encourage someone to minister to someone who is an atheist or minister to someone with gentleness? Cause that's what the Bible tells us to yeah. do. How do would you encourage someone to share their faith with someone who does not agree with your faith? If they're an atheist or, um, they like abortion and you don't like abortion or you have yeah. certain stances on drugs versus what they think, like, how do you do that? With gentleness. Mm. I think the easiest way to come at people gently is to not present that thing that you disagree on right away. I think Mm -hmm. the easiest way to do it would be a little bit friendlier. So build a relationship first. Absolutely. You know, trust is built on relationships. Right. Or more so, relationships are built on trust, Mm -hmm. you know. So if you disagree with someone don't point that out right away and right. be like, you're this, but I believe this. And, and we just can't be friends. No, I would say be friends. Don't be influenced by them, mm-hmm. but have that relationship where you could open up doors and talk about things. Yeah. And even when you do find something that you disagree on, don't make it heated. Don't make it into an argument. Yeah. Make it into a discussion. Right. And I was kind of telling Jeff too, is like this, the heart of this podcast is to have believers and non-believers. And I think we live in a time where people love to shove their agenda and their opinions down other people's throats. Yeah. And there's no room for discussion. There's no room to ask questions. And so that's what I love about building a relationship because yeah. it opens questions. Um, a, a really cool testimony about, uh, do you know who Kat Von D is? No, I don't. Okay. So she's a, she, uh, I think she still is. She is a tattoo artist. Mm. Um, she was on LA Inc., Miami Inc. She just got saved. Okay. Wow. And uh, she used to like dabble. She wasn't like people called her like a witch. Okay. Her testimony is very clear that she did not, she was not a witch, but she did read uh, like books along those lines because she was just kind of trying to find truth. Okay. okay. Yeah. 
And so what I love is she's on a podcast. I forgot her name. Her name is Allie something. Hmm. She kind of built a relationship with Allie and then opened this door for questions. And so I think that relationship would have been closed off. And I think the opportunity for Miss Kat Von D to be saved would have been shut down if Miss Allie or whatever her name is would have shoved her agenda down her throat. Yeah. Would have been like, hey, I know you're a tattoo artist. That's demonic. You're demonic. You look, you dress in all black. That's demonic. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Just shoving the gospel down people's throats. And so um, I think we, we can get to a place where we just simply have discussions. Yeah. And not that we have to agree with everybody, but being gentle with everybody and opening the door to discuss why they believe what they believe. Because an atheist is an atheist for a reason. Yeah. A Buddhist is a Buddhist for a reason. And maybe that's all they know. That's how they grew up. Maybe they had a really bad experience with the church. And so you just never know. And so that's yeah. why I really love that you mentioned building a relationship with someone. Yeah, absolutely. We don't need... The crusades happened a long time ago. Mm-hmm. We don't need any more crusades done with our mouths. Right. For sure. I you like know. that. Write that down. Write, write that down. down, man. If you're taking notes, write that down. That was good. Um, yeah, man. So do you know any open atheists or do you have discussions, deep theological discussions with people that you're around or not really? Uh, where I am right now, no. But when I lived here, absolutely. Okay. Can yeah. you tell us maybe about a, a time when you did and it turned out pretty good where it was civil? Uh, maybe, I don't know if it went to the extent of someone that got saved, but can you tell of a time where... Um, you had a really good experience with sharing your faith. Yeah. So they didn't get saved outright from this, and I don't talk to them anymore just because I've moved. I didn't stay in touch with them. as a work friend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I know a seed was planted. And I yep. mean, you know, Paul says Place. some people plant seeds, yeah. some people water them, some people harvest. Right. That's good. Just do your job. Yeah. So I was talking with this kid, 18-year-old, 19-year-old, whatever, Living with his mom, smoking mm-hmm. pot on the weekends, Son. like doing mushrooms. Living like, the life. So he's an atheist, <laughs> open atheist, and like way, way out there. Yeah. And it's just like believes that you, that when you die, you just Nothingness. either go on the ground or you go to the stars, whatever. You live on a star, you become an alien. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I just was friendly with him. Didn't judge him for his stuff. We would mm-hmm. talk about like pot or mushrooms and i'd be like so what do you see this kind of stuff i've never done any of that just to clarify but don't judge yeah hey anyway so i would just talk with him about it be like this and this this and i'd be like okay so what do you how do you what do you think about jesus what do you like do you go to church and he's like no i don't go to church he's like i didn't even think jesus existed and i went well that's kind of silly i mean like i'm we pretty much all agree he existed. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, our our timeline's based on him. Like the year two thousand twenty-three. Yeah, AD is after his death. So. Yeah, and I'm like, even different religions and historical records believe he existed. I mean, it's pretty undeniable Jesus yeah. existed. Yeah. So for you to say that is kind of just kind of silly. But I mean, I just presented that. I'm like, so he actually existed, and I mean, like, so even. Islam and Christianity agree he did all of the miracles. Mm-hmm. You know, he did it. And he was, Islam believes he's a prophet. We believe he was the savior of our, you know, savior of our life. Right. Died for our sins. And so I'm just like, you know, he actually existed. And he had another coworker. We had another coworker mm-hmm. that would you know, like go deeper into the Bible, but would also like come down a little bit heavier handed. And so I don't know if that helped and I don't know if it didn't help. But the point is, is that I was able to keep this kind of mm-hmm. conversation open. I was able to keep this friendship, at least work friendship open. Yeah. 
just out of the gentleness of not coming against him, like, smoking weed is wrong, eating mushrooms is wrong, you don't believe him, you're going to go to hell. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't attacking him. It was just right. opening conversation. Yeah, when I was first open to this concept of building relationship while sharing your faith, it was uh, my youth pastor. Her name is Pastor Nicole. She's absolutely amazing. Um, we were talking about how would you minister to a gay person, and mm. she was like, "I actually work with a ton of gay people." And I was like, "Oh, now I don't, I don't know." If she verbatim said that, um, but I remember her saying that she is in relation with a gay person and knows them. And she said it's better for her to build a friendship with them first than rather than rather than coming out of the gate saying, "Hey, uh, you're gay. That's a sin, and you're going to hell." Um, and that really, since that moment, that's always ministered to me about ministering to people. Cause I went to new Orleans my first year. Um, and, uh, we get to new Orleans. Okay. It was the last day of Mardi Gras. So people are sinning, people are parting. And there's this huge mob of believers and they have signs saying, God hates you. God hates your sin. You're going to burn in hell. And I remember like really like literally crying. Cause like, that is not how you minister to people. Like, I don't think someone's going to read a sign. It's like, oh, God hates me. I should just follow him. It's like, yeah. I don't think that's going to work. No, I don't, I don't think so. And so building a relationship with people first before you present your beliefs um, is the best route to go. And I think it even, it opens the door for them to ask you questions. Yeah. It's like, hey, Jeff, you're, you're a Christian. What do you think about this, this, and this? Yeah. And then, of course, with gentleness, you're like, well, the Bible does say this, this, and this. Um, and... Like you said, it plants a seed. Yeah. And um, not that we we should never shove the gospel down people's throats, no. like ever. Um, but too, I think there should be a, a, a boldness to proclaim the gospel and share Jesus everywhere that we go. Yeah. Um, this past weekend, we went to the state fair uh, with Pastor Steve Munns and Chariots Light leader Bill Horn. Nice. Okay? okay. Very, very cool. We went to the state fair to minister to people and just simply telling people that Jesus loves them yeah. really made an impact. We did not tell them, hey, you're a sinner, you're going to go to hell. It's like, hey, we just want you to know that for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son for you. And the reaction that we got was actually pretty awesome. And it really encouraged me to just go out and tell people, like, hey, the Lord loves you. Yeah. And so um, do you minister outside of, like, in your own personal life when you guys go shopping or not really? Um, not really. But if I feel like there's a moment where I need to like talk to somebody, then I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm and I always way. just like, whenever I see someone and it's a little bit out there, like there was one guy who was dressed up or any, I don't know if he was dressed up, but the style of clothing he was wearing made him look like he was Daryl Dixon from the walking dead. Nice. And I will go up to this guy. Don't know if he's Christian or anything, but I'm like, man, I think it's so cool that you're dressed like this. That's awesome. Just wanted to say that. Have a great day. There was another guy at Publix who was just a grocery store. Yeah. And I'm like, and I looked at him and I thought he was gay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But into the conversation, I found out that he was not gay. That yeah. he, he had a girlfriend. I'm like, dude, I just want to say your hair is immaculate. Like I can tell you put in time. And he's like, oh man, thank you. That means so much to hear that from you. My girlfriend tells me that I waste my time on my hair every morning. And I'm just like, I feel like that's kind of the opposite, but no, no, whatever. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I love moments like that because we become so judgy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I saw a man and I thought he was gay. Just by the way he was just kind of doing his thing, the way yeah. he was dressed. And then sure enough, a little girl ran up to him. He picked her up, gave her a kiss. I'm like, oh, he's a dad. And then his wife walked up and was like, oh, my gosh, he's not gay. That's awesome. Yeah. And so that's where I think you kind of like step into 
very scary territory because you start labeling people. Yeah. Um, because I've met um, individuals who struggle with that, um, do struggle with homosexuality because someone told them that, mm-hmm. that they were, because they dress a certain way, because they do certain things, they listen to certain music. Uh, that means you're gay, and that, that's not true. Um, I won't be I won't be uh, specific on who told me this, but so, one time in middle school, um, someone asked me if I was gay because I did not have a girlfriend. Oh. And for like 30 seconds, I was like, am I gay? Yeah, I know, right? But then I came back and went, nah, I'm not gay. <laughs> that sounds like boy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, am I? Oh, you're gay. Yo, you're gay. Yeah, just hanging out with the dudes. But yeah, I mean, I, I want to get better at ministering to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to learn. I just want to have boldness because yeah. Bill Horn uh, gave a very, very impactful statistic that really kind of opened my eyes. He okay. said 96% of Christians do not share their faith. And the reason why is because of a lack of boldness because they're scared of rejection. Hmm. And I was like, that is me. I'm so scared with rejection because as a kid, when I would get yelled at, I would shut down and I would like... Just be in my head of like, man, I suck. I'm terrible. I'm the worst kid ever. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and so if some guy or gal would flip their lid about my beliefs, I feel like I would probably shut down a little bit. Um, so I do have a lack of boldness in that yeah. area. So, But I mean, it's just everyone, everyone has their opinion, but right. opinions are like armpits. Everybody's got them. Most of them stink. You just got to deal with it. I like that. Opinions are like armpits. Everyone's got them. Most of them stink. But you said labels earlier, and I just want to go back to it a little bit and say, like, the most important label, because obviously we label people with our eyes and with our mind first, right. but the most important label would be as a friend. Right. I think. Yeah. You know, you see someone different. It doesn't matter that they look different from you. It doesn't matter if they're acting different. The first yeah. thing that you should think about them is, I can be friendly with this person. Right. Exa- a great example is going back to Kat Von D. Because if you look at her, she has slick black hair. She's tatted up. She yeah. loves black. And looking at her, she's a heathen. She's demonic. Yada, yada, yada. You start labeling her. But in her heart, her heart's been changed. And that's what the Bible says. God does not look on the outward appearance. He looks at the heart. The yeah. heart is the main thing. And that is one thing that man will never, never be able to see. Yeah. We'll never to be. We'll, we'll never be able to see people's motives, people's hearts, uh, why they do certain things, and so that's why I, I just love the Lord because He sees deeper and He um, looks past the outside like man does, and He looks at the heart and He looks at motive. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's and great. I would, I would say like, you know, at least when I interact with people, it doesn't really necessarily matter to me like. Like I see people that go to church and they're wearing like a Chucky shirt, and I'm just like, dude, yeah. it's a it's a murdering doll that you're watching. Yeah. But it's like, like, it doesn't matter necessarily that to me at least that what they're wearing is different. <laughs> what they even think biblically could be different. What it just comes down to is, do you know Jesus? Do you love him? Have you proclaimed him as savior? Mm-hmm. Great. Then it's not my job to necessarily tell you what's wrong or or why the Bible tells you that this is wrong unless you're open to it unless you have that kind of relationship with Mm -hmm. me i'm not going to necessarily step on your toes right away right that's just not my job yeah all right jesus will have that conversation with you for sure and uh in closing do you want to do part three if you want to do i would love to do part oh no so jeff is coming back next week uh part three um but the weirdest conversation i had we were at mark hankins's church in uh, alexandria for a conference and this janitor comes up to me and he was like, 
man, you love the Lord. I'm like, yeah, we started talking about Jesus. And then he was like, yeah, so uh, tell me about your tattoos. Cause you know, getting tattoos is demonic, right? And I'm like, okay. But what was weird, Jeffrey, is okay. he had tattoos. So I was like, bro, where? So why can you do it, but I can't? Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really weird conversation. I'm going to be so honest. Because he presented that with me, I just totally tuned him out because I wasn't going to receive anything. A man who's tatted up and he's attacking me for having tattoos. Yeah, I want to hear about this. It was just weird. Yeah. It was just so odd. And so that being said. Okay. Thank you for joining us for Sip and All episode. This is six, I believe, um, with Jeffrey Post. But guess what? Episode seven, it was just decided. We're coming back for part three. Um, thank you for liking and subscribing. Don't forget to hit the notification bell on YouTube so you can stay in tune with Sip and All. You can now listen on Spotify and Apple Podcast. A quick shout out real quick. My friend William Carroll has a podcast called Faith Walk. It is absolutely powerful. Um, take 24 minutes out of your day because that's the average uh, time on his episodes. William is a wise, wise man who loves the Lord. He's filled with biblical knowledge. And so that will bless you. I will leave the description, um, the link in the description so you guys can listen to my buddy Will. Um, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned for next week for part three with my buddy Jeff Post. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>